0: Brittany Michaelchuk here, High Performance Coach for Entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Vitamin B Show, where we dive into the world of top performers, dig out their secrets, and teach you how to control your mind, optimize your performance, and get better results in every area of your life. I hope you're ready to live big, be bold, and build a beautiful, brilliant, badass life. It's time for your daily dose of Vitamin B. Hey guys, I am especially excited for this interview today because it is one of my good friends, Colin Joseph, who I've had the pleasure of knowing for years now and just. To really see him step into his power and to be able to evolve his mind, his body, and his business has been so inspiring. If you guys are by your cell phone, which you guys are listening to this on your phone most likely, I want you guys to head over to his Instagram and give him a follow. It is at C-O-L-L-I-N-J-O-S-E e p h underscore m a y n e and feel free to send them a message give them a follow and also if you guys are not following me yet make sure you guys are following me on instagram at Brittany michael Chuck, b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y-m-i-c-h-a-l-c-h-u-k take a screenshot of listening to this episode i personally reshare everything colin i always see you reshare things as well so guys share this On your social media, and I know I'm gonna repost it, and uh, maybe Colin will show you some love too and uh, throw it up on his as well. Cool, thanks for doing that, Colin. So, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your platform. I just I love going to your social media and reading your posts and it's just it's so real like you have this amazing way of being able to communicate how other people are feeling and standing in your own power and being able to, to be that messenger of what people are thinking and feeling so how is it that you're so? how do you communicate that authenticity and let down those guards to, to let people in and, and really be able to transfer that emotion?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, um, I guess kind of part of the process is like I was, I was never good at school. I hated school. I hated English. I hated writing. I hated doing essays and mm-hmm. all that stuff, which is kind of funny now because all I do is write. Um, so, Me too.
0: Me too. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, like I was saying, like I have like, like journals everywhere like all i do is just like write and i got like notebooks but uh yeah part of my process is like when i was a kid um as i was sharing with you i ended up sustaining like a really bad um a brain injury uh i ended up getting hit and like fractured my skull and they had to remove a big portion of my skull like uh the size of a golf ball so um in that process i had to wear a helmet as i was saying to um to protect my skull as it was like forming like, a, I guess like calcium to kind of protect as opposed to the bone of the skull. So, um, yeah, in that process, like, um, I would, I would just, I would just read and write and I would have to, I had a learning disability. I wasn't able to comprehend English until like 10 or 11, probably like the sixth grade, <clears throat> but I would always write things in journals and stuff like that, like write my emotions and whatnot. And I was like super secretive of them and like protected them and stuff like that, because like those are my Those are my deepest, like, thoughts and stuff like that. It would crush me if somebody ever, like, found them or whatever. Um, But ultimately, now it's funny because now I I write them all out and I just, I I fucking share them with the world, which is a superpower, essentially. Um, And a lot of my captions, like, and uh, somebody was asking me uh, how I come up with my captions. And kind of the process is, I usually wake up at, like, 4 a.m. I I try not to go on my phone for the first, like, hour that I'm awake of the day. Um, I just call it, like, no screen time. And then I read and I reflect. I either reflect on how, like what my emotional state was throughout the week and how, like why I get curious, like why was it like that? What was triggering me? What was causing me frustration, anxiety, stress, well, happiness, whatever it may be. And then I try to figure out how I can improve on that. But I, in that process, um, I write a lot of things down in my journals and like these, these planners and whatnot. But what I do is in the reflection, it's usually a lot of thoughts that I'm like, oh, this could resonate with somebody had I shared this so um yeah so I kind of from my journals I take them and I write them in my notes and then I fine tune it and make it into a caption that's aesthetically pleasing and makes sense and it's streamlined for people to understand and if it resonates with somebody it resonates with them and if it doesn't then it doesn't it's all good so um I love that. yeah that's kind of how uh and I uh, I was very blessed to date a girl named Julie who um a, a couple years back that's um, told me a, a really big piece of information that changed my life. And it was, uh, she told me, not everybody's going to be open and vulnerable with you, but mm. go. Yeah. So she said, go first. And if you're the first person to be open and vulnerable, mm. people will follow suit. So I've always, uh, I've taken that and it was a game changer for me. So I'm, I'm very grateful and blessed for previous relationships and things that I've learned and um, yeah. took, took from them. So that's, uh, that's kind of how I've always been with my social media um, I'll always be open and vulnerable and real. And if it, and like those are the captions that resonate with people. Like yes. vulnerability and authenticity resonate yes. with people. Not your highlight reel of your fucking wins and perfect pictures and all that stuff. That doesn't resonate with people. No. People resonate with realness. So, yeah.
0: I love that. I, I took so many takeaways from that. And I know the audience <laughs> did as well. One of them being that you have a journal that you practice writing. And so I think that. I mean, we both uh, are content creators, and so one of the things that's so important is not everything we write makes our newsfeed. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, there's, like stuff that like I'll reread it like a month later, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I mean? know. And, like, I, I, it was, like it was well, I think a little bit
0: differently. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah, if I would say yeah. this, um, but I, I tweak it a little bit. But because there, there's so much more that you just grow and learn, and you evolve, and your yeah. concepts evolve. But my point is that. in the the audience, people want to learn how to create that good content. Guys, practice, create more content that you post. Create like essays of content and pick out the best stuff because so many people want to be this influencer. Like what, you have 700,000 followers on social media now? Yeah, something like that people, people want that, that influence, but are they willing to do the work? You're willing to do the work. You're willing to, to create this amazing, engaging, captivating, inspiring, impactful content all the time. It's not just like a one-time thing where we just go on our cell phone. We're like, okay, we're super inspired. Now we're going to create content. I mean, for me personally, tell me if you do this, but I go to my notes and I'll go and create all this content. And then I will go and I'll pick apart like sentences of stuff that I like. I'll pull them into a new notes and then I'll, 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 deep dive into it. I'm like, okay, I really like this concept. I think this is going to resonate with my target demographic. I'm going to deep dive into it. And so my point is that don't expect to, to have perfect content on the get go. It takes time and time effort, consistency, and practice. Would you agree with that? Or how do you go about creating content? What is your step to creating this powerful content that gets thousands of likes and comments and views? And it's just, it's, it's so impactful. It's so amazing. Like what is your process to creating it?
1: It's yeah, very similar to what you just said. Like I'll have like paragraphs of things that i've wrote but then there'll only be like two key value points like a sentence or two and then i'm like all right like i got something with this so i'll copy and paste that throw that into a new note and then from that i'll like structure something that i know could resonate or add value to somebody else whether it be a business post a relationship post like a mindset post like motivational post whatever it may be but uh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very similar, like to how I do it. And I, I don't ever really view it as like work. It is a lot of work some days, but it's kind of like a therapy almost. And it's, mm. if, if you can shift your mindset to not yes. view creating content as work um, and think of it as therapy or a bonus that you can add value to another person or individual's yes. life, like that's, that's kind of how I've been able to constantly keep like motivated to like if you view it as work you're eventually gonna like not want to do it some days and it's gonna be shitty and stuff like that but if you view it as like a therapy and you enjoy it and you're getting positive feedback from what you're sharing that keeps you motivated so that's kind of how i've always viewed uh my social media and stuff like that
0: because yeah like
1: there are days when like you're like oh i don't feel like writing anything or you're just not feeling inspired or you got like maybe like brain fogged or whatever you want to call it yeah but um yeah. And then you get those positive messages, those, those DMS of people being like, yeah, like you changed my life in this manner, or, or I totally related to you in this or, or whatever it may be. And you're like, all right, cool. Like I got to keep this going type thing. Like people are kind of relying on me type thing. So yeah, it's really cool in that sense.
0: I love that you're anchoring your motivation. So you're cultivating this intrinsic motivation by really understanding what key components are going to keep you dedicated to that content creation. So my takeaway was really, really focus on the end goal. So focus on the people's lives that you're going to change from this content creation instead of being like, oh, I got to create content and this is so annoying and I need content to be an influencer and get clients online these days because that's what I'll, everyone says, is, is stop focusing on all that noise. Stop focusing on the likes. Stop focusing on on everything that's just going to distract you from why we're actually here. I mean, most of the people listening to this podcast are leaders, coaches, entrepreneurs. And, and the reason why we've stepped into this position is to impact the world. And when you stay focused on that and you're like, my focus is to change lives and be outward focused and help people, it, it, it takes away content creation being a chore and it makes it exciting yeah. like like i get excited to create content because i'm like i'm just i'm i'm, I'm changing lives through social media like I yeah
1: absolutely like, and like it- when you have like you know when like i'm sure you've had these too like when you you write something and you're like oh this is gonna be good you're like this is gonna resonate with people and then you get all excited yeah. about it
0: and
1: you post it and then like everybody's like oh this is awesome i can totally relate to this yeah. or we're like, thank you very much. Or like, ah, oh, yeah. And it like, kind of like fuels your fire and keeps you motivated. So, yes. yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, and, and you said that so perfectly. I think people are scared to let down their guards and be authentic and vulnerable. And I love that you just talked about focus on the people that are going to message you and be like, thank you for sharing. Thank you yeah. for, for being authentic. Because I think people focus on the negative. Don't, don't you find that?
1: Yeah. I I wouldn't say they focus on the negative. They worry about the negative though. Ah, And it's always, it's always in the back of your mind that like, Oh, what if, what if somebody says that this is stupid or that they like, they don't like this or this is dumb or whatever they may be. But like, like I was saying, like at the end of the day, like you're never going to please everybody. So fucking add know who you are as a person, know your value, add value and fucking own who you are. And like, that's always going to resonate with somebody. You could be you could like fucking Chinese dolls and there's, there's going to be another person in the, in the world that loves Chinese dolls. So you're going to resonate with somebody like whatever yeah. your niche is or whatever you're interested in. There's always going to be somebody that's interested in that and wants to listen to you share that. So always be authentically yourself and that's how you're going to resonate with people. You're never going to win over the entire world. You're never going to make everybody happy. So get that notion and get that concept out of your mind. And once you do that, then you can own your superpower of being authentic and vulnerable and sharing like your story. Everybody's story is powerful. It can always resonate with somebody.
0: Yes, that's so true. I love what you said is niche down and know your value and own who you are because who you are is going to resonate with somebody. Somebody's been through that. Don't be scared to use your voice because you're never going to make everyone happy. Get that out of your mind. That was so powerful. And I completely agree with you because I think people are just, they're, they're scared to own who they are. And they're scared to to use their voice. And how do you do it? Like, how do you so gracefully step into your power to be able to show up exactly who you are unapologetically, Colin?
1: I just I know that I've I've uh, I always want to experience life like i've done a lot of volunteer work i've traveled to central america i've worked with lions i've worked with tigers i've worked with jaguars i've worked with w- timber wolves. like yeah I've, I, i'm always going to put myself in a situation where i can get some life experience and be able to add more value to those or more understanding and be open-minded to other people's concepts and perceptions so i'm always wanting to add more like i, I always want to grow one percent better whether it be mentally spiritually financially emotionally whatever it may be And that way I can have more value in myself to give back and add more value to others and make others feel loved, appreciated, give them more success, whatever it may be. So that's kind of how I stay focused and motivated. I suppose that's my driving factor is I want to add so much goddamn value into myself that I can give back more to everybody and help other people succeed, feel loved, feel appreciated, whatever it may be. So I always want, I always want to be the person that when people meet them, like they're like, I met Colin, like he's a good dude. Like he, he changed me in this way or he helped me in this way. Or he told me this and it helped me in that manner. Like, I don't ever want to be like, eh, my Colin's okay. Like I always (laughs) want to be adding value, like in some way, whether it be making you laugh or tell you a funny story, whatever it may be. Like, so that's always my, my goal. Like, I just want to add as much value as possible. And I think that that's what everybody should strive to do. You should always strive to be the best version of yourself as possible. Like when I get, when I hear people and like, they're just, you could ask everybody in the world, you could ask them, do you just want to be content and coast through 75 years of life? And everybody's like, no, but that's what fucking people do. They just like, they, they don't, they're not consciously aware that they're just coasting through life. Yeah. And like, you need to like, and that's why journaling is so important. If I read back and I read in my journal three months ago and I read my mindset and where I was three months ago, if I haven't evolved from that, it pisses me off. Me too. I'm like, me I'm like too. well, what the hell have I done for the last three months? Like right? reevaluating myself like I always want to be growing and progressing I don't ever want to be in the same spot that I was a month ago or two weeks ago or a year ago I love so yeah, that, that yeah.
0: I love that you talked about just getting better one percent every day and that and every, everybody can
1: whether it's whether it's learning a new word in Spanish or whether it's I don't know, doing one more exercise, going out rollerblading. I bought rollerblades today, by the way. I'm yes! super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited so to go out. T- I'm gonna go out right after this.
0: Oh, that's awesome. You have to take a, a little uh Instagram video. Um, I
1: will for sure.
0: <laughs> and, and do some fun tricks. You'll you'll have to show me up and uh do some do some fun stuff. Do the thing where you um the bird and all the yoga poses on the on the rollerblades.
1: <laughs> All, all I keep picturing is that scene in Big Daddy, Daddy when the dude's going through all the things <laughs> yeah. and then they throw the stick in front of him and he wipes it out.
0: That's, That's awesome. That's going to be me. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: But yeah, like do something new that you haven't done. Like I haven't rollerbladed in years and I've, it was funny because I was like, I, was, I saw you rollerblading in one of your Instagram stories. I was like, fuck, I haven't rollerbladed in a long time. Like I used to like, I used to play hockey. I'm like, yeah, hey, go get some rollerblades and like, it'll be a good exercise for Vega. I'm going to run her out. Uh, I'm going to get good exercise. So always do something new that like challenges you that you enjoy or that aids in your life. So it'll be good.
0: Cool. side note for all my little rollerblade junkies out there. um, The other thing, Colin, is get those bands. And this, this, this contributes to your concept of getting 1% better. So I, I, obviously rollerblade every day, six to seven days a week. And so I, was, I, I kind of maxed myself out at challenging myself from rollerblading, even if I go up like the largest hills and, and rollerblades. I can roll away for like four or five hours. So what I did is I got those bands. So if you have any bands around your house, put them around your waist or your knees when you're rollerblading and it really, oh, yeah. really works out your glutes and your legs and it's like such a powerful workout. So um, yeah, always be focused on leveling up the bar. And that's one thing that I value about you as well is you're always pushing the envelope. You're always, you're always pushing yourself. You're always strategically being like, how do I become a better version of myself. And the other thing I like that you said is everyone wants and this is one of my favorite quotes and I think that if the audience really 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 embodied this, they would be able to to create more successful business partnerships and just business relationships and it's this is all humans share one thing and that is to feel desired, loved, valued. And heard. And when you can show up for people and make them feel appreciated they're going to go to bat for you. I mean, people don't care until they know how much you care. And so I think that's such an important component in business is to, you know, when, when people take time out of their day to, to reach out and compliment you, to to engage with your following, to engage with your clients and, and make sure they know that you care about them. Because some people just don't care. They view social media as a numbers game and they're not in it for the right reasons. And that's why I appreciate you is you're in it for the right reasons and your outward focus. And the other thing that you touched on is this growth mindset. I mean, what does, how do you cultivate this growth mindset? You're so dedicated towards always becoming a better version of yourself. Like where does that come from? How can our audience become more focused on a growth oriented mindset themselves?
1: Once you it's, it's no different than anything, like working out. Once you start seeing results, it becomes addictive. Uh, so, and it's no different than with like personal development. Once you start seeing personal development and growth, you're going to become addicted to it. Yes. So like, that's why it's so important to be reading and like reflecting and growing and developing and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Speaking of which, what is your favorite book? You love books. You read so many. What is it? Um,
1: I don't have a favorite book. Probably one of my favorite books is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm.
0: Um,
1: But like that, uh, The Five Love Languages by uh, John Chapman. I think it's John Chapman. Um, uh, Yeah. And then... uh, I'm trying to think of books that like I've taken like big things from another book that I took. It's a super easy read. It is called the seven signs of spiritual success. Um, It's by Deepak Chopra. And there's a, one of them, I think it's the sixth, sixth or sorry, seven laws of uh, spiritual success is what it is by Deepak Chopra. And I think it's like the sixth one. It's, he talks about emotional energy and you're only allotted so much emotional energy. So, yeah. whether it just picture, I always picture it like a cup. So, would you ever want to invest any of this allotted amount of emotional energy into negative things throughout the day? And Ooh. it really puts things into perspective as to what you invest your attention and time into. Like, is say you get a speeding ticket. Are yeah. you going to sit there all day and invest so much emotional energy into that speeding ticket or just fucking pay it? understand, comprehend that it sucks and not to get a speeding ticket or whatever, maybe don't speed and then carry on with your day. Like it's yeah. so important to understand where to invest emotional energy. So, um, probably mm. those three books stick out in, uh, in my mind.
0: Mm, that's so true. Where are you going to invest your emotional energy? And, um, also, uh, I will do a link in the show notes to the book and the five lung li- The Five Love Languages is by Gary Chapman and yeah, um, yeah it's a it 's a powerful book it 's a phenomenal book and one of the biggest takeaways that I really got from that book was that and this I think relates to business as well is you need to speak to people in their language. Like when you're, when you're talking about your brand online, you need to speak to them in their language. If your target demographic is like women, you can't be like super abrasive and swearing and just like, you know, that, that really like masculine energy. However, if your target demographic is males, I mean, you can bring more of that masculine kind of cutthroat business energy. And, um, it's just, it's, it's the same. It's, it's, it's speaking to people in the way that they want. Want to be spoken to instead of speaking to people in the way you want to be speaking to them. I mean, I think it's a very uh, selfless way is to is to really comprehend where the other person is at and and meet them at that standpoint. Is that like how do you? I mean, you've been able to create these successful businesses. Like, how is it that you communicate with your customers? How do you um, cultivate these strong relationships with them?
1: It's. Um, it depends if, if, if it's, um, how how would I word this? If, if it's somebody that I'm going to be working with continuously, um, like say I, somebody joins in and they want to work with our business coaching company, which is Fortitude 100. Um, they're going to be, I'm going to be on zoom calls and stuff like that with them. And it's different. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll have a girl that's really soft-spoken and I, I can't talk to her and I can't communicate with her the same way that I would communicate with, like, mm-hmm. like a really masculine guy or something where I could be like, yeah. hey, listen, like you can't be fucking doing this and stuff like that. And like, you need to do this, <laughs> this and this and that. Like So I can't talk to her in that manner. Yeah. So it's, it's really important to be consciously aware of how people receive and interpret information. So that yeah. book, uh, The Five Love Languages that we were talking about, just because it's about romantic relationships, mm-hmm. it, it transpires into everything in the business. Yeah. Like you need to understand that you can't talk and operate the same way with everybody. Yeah. You will leave so much money on the table yes. if you don't comprehend this. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, if you've read any of my posts, you like, I'm huge on communication and relationships because that's what life is. That That's all life is. It's just a series of communicating and creating relationships yes. that dictate your success in life, whether it be love or business or, or personal like friendships and stuff like that. And um, it's so important. And, don't overlook the fact that you can just blatantly ask people, Hey, how do you receive information best? Like yes. assume, if I'm talking to a girl and I, and I go out on my first date with her, the very first question I ask is what is your love language? Like yeah. everybody's got two of them. Tell me now. And like I can get started on speaking your language and making you happy and, and meet your needs. So like, and people will try to like, well, if you're not consciously aware, you just speak to people in the way that you receive love. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, more, um, I'm words of affirmation and physical touch. I like, that's just what I like. I like feeling like people can communicate with me and they can tell me that they respect my core values, my beliefs, my whatever it may be. And I like physical touch. Those are my, those are my love languages. So that's how I'm going to obviously naturally try to communicate with another person. But if somebody else's is, is not that they're just going to be like, why is this guy fucking touching me all the time? (laughs) And, and why, and why does he keep telling me that I'm beautiful or I look this or I'm smart yeah, or whatever yeah. it might be like, they don't care if that's not their love language. So yeah. it's very important to be consciously aware of that, especially with business too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So don't overlook the fact that you can just point blank, ask somebody my biggest pet peeve. It's the only pet peeve I have is wasted time. So yeah. I'm going to be the most direct person and ask the direct questions. So I don't waste time. So it's always just been how I am. And seems
0: to work uh, for me. <laughs> oh, 100%. And I think you you really touched on it is is to be consciously aware, to really tune in to those unconscious clues to be able to meet people where they're at in business and in life. It's like really focusing on 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 tuning into the other person's energy and being like in business, okay, am I, am I being too forward um, or am I not being forward enough? Uh, and really being able to interpret those clues to be able to show up how they need. Because I mean, especially in the coaching space, there's a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs that are listening to this. I mean, people, people need this work. I mean, people say the coaching industry is saturated. And I say the coaching industry is not saturated enough There's so many people, you guys, this is so important. This is so important because so many people want to become coaches and they're holding themselves back because they're like, there's so many people in this industry. How many people do you know, Colin? Okay, let's do an experiment with you and everybody listening to you. How many people do you know? Start counting on your hands. Start counting in your mind while I'm saying this that could use a coach that either is stuck like your family or your friends or your ex-boyfriends or girlfriend or your ex-best friends, um, peers, bosses. I want you to start... Thinking in your mind, how many of those people could benefit from a coach helping them with victim versus responsibility, so helping them take ownership of their life? How many of them could focus on becoming more happy or creating more joy in their life? How many of them could focus on becoming more disciplined, having a more structured mindset? How many of them could focus and benefit from cutting out toxic relationships in their life? How many of them could focus on this growth mindset, improving themselves 1% every day, creating these conscious discussions? And you're gonna tell me the coaching industry is saturated. I'm gonna tell you we need more people doing this work. You know,
1: that's what I always say. Everybody in the world, like, and that's the beauty with social media. Like, it's not like you're, you're just low, like you're just stuck in Los Angeles. Say you're in Los Angeles or Toronto, Canada, like with social media, you have the entire freaking world at your fingertips. So how can you think something is going to be saturated when you have seven plus billion people to talk to? Like, and, and if you're giving a value that, everybody needs like mentorship or coaching or guidance or it, like I, I work with a lot of people that want to get into the online training because I have my online training business and I scaled and grew it very successfully so a lot of people want to be trainers and they're like I hear it all the time too they're like oh but personal training is so oversaturated no it's not oversaturated like you have the whole world to speak to and what you say and how you operate is completely different than everybody else yeah. if you start mimicking and copying what other people are doing Well, then it becomes oversaturated because there's already a person out there doing that. But if you do it in your way and you add your style and your authenticity to it and your value, it'll never be oversaturated. And I always like it's interesting because on all my applications, so through my marketing company, my uh, personal training company, and my personal coaching company, um, there's one question that's always the same in all my application processes, and it's why did you choose to work with me? Yeah. And I would say 98% of the answers that I get is because I like who you are, or I resonated with you yeah, or I like your values or your beliefs. Like that, that tells me right there that that's why people are choosing to work with you. So yeah. that's your fucking superpower. Be you mm-hmm. like there's only one of you.
0: Be. Can I interrupt you? Be the yeah, yeah, best yeah. version of you.
1: Absolutely. And like, that's, I think that's also why I'm always striving to grow and progress because I have all these people that's, I want to give more value to them. So I want to be more value. Like I don't want to just be the same person that I was six months ago. Like I want to have more value in myself so I can give back more to my clients or my friends or my family or everybody. And everybody should strive to be the best versions of themselves.
0: Yes. Yes. And that's so true is you can only help people to the level that you're at. And so if you're not always growing, you're not always evolving. I mean, as a coach, as a leader, you're going to cap yourself at the capacity you can help people. And I love that you say that you look back and you look at where you were, and I completely agree with you. I look at the coach that I was six months ago, even a year ago, and just the capacity of evolution that's happened, you pick up new tools and new resources along the way, and you're able to help people better. And so I think that one of the focal points and one of my big takeaways and inspiration from even hearing you speak is – how dedicated you are on always growing, having that growth mindset, getting 1% better because it's going to help you immensely in your life, but it's, it's ultimately going to help everybody around you. It's ultimately going to help every single client that you interact with. And so how do you focus on on just becoming better and, and evolving every single day is is super, super, super important. And I love that you talked about that online training as well. I mean, how do you how do you grow your business online? I mean you've, you've built this this massive social media presence. you've built this massive company online what do you tell me? What do you, what is your secret sauce? Just being myself.
1: Obviously, like I always say that, like the biggest thing is always being yourself and being authentic and adding value. That's the biggest thing. But at the same time, you need to also understand that there are a lot of strategies to social media, the algorithms with the Instagram and Facebook and stuff are constantly changing. So you need to be doing research and, and staying on top of that and being on, staying on top of different trends um, that are, that are allowing your videos and stuff like that to be seen more or your posts to be seen more and stuff like that. But ultimately it's going to come down to just being adding massive value and just being authentic. Those are going to be the two biggest foundations. And then on top of that, it's always striving to be better, like 1% better, like do more research, understand the new algorithms, when they're coming out, like how things are changing, like where the ebbs and flows of social media marketing and stuff like that are. Like you need to obviously be investing in yourself in those manners, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to just relatability and adding massive value.
0: I love that. That's so true. I talk about that a lot in my mastermind too. And investing in yourself, that's so important. And you, oh. you also touched on social media. Where do you think the future of social media is at for growing your business online?
1: It's like, it's, if you're not on social media, like it, it blows my mind. I, like I was speaking with, um, uh, or I was telling you earlier that I do a lot of work with uh, uh, law firms and stuff like that. And law firms are very old school in the manner that they they don't utilize social media very much, mm-hmm. which I always relate it to kind of trying to explain to my dad um, the yeah. power of social media. Cause my dad's like, he just doesn't get it. And he's like, oh, all right, that's cool. But I'm like, there's so much goddamn power in social media, like you could go from making hundreds of thousands of dollars to tens of millions of dollars just by utilizing certain lead generation strategies or click funnels or, or landing pages or whatever it may be. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, I don't know, like, I don't know what the future of social media is. I know that like it's a fucking powerful powerful tool though. So, um, I remember, yeah, no, it was, um, it's interesting. Like there's always different strategies. And I remember the very first day that, um, I learned about click funnels and landing pages. Um, it was when I wrote my first ebook and I went from making in one day I made just with my ebook, I made, um, I think it made like, a, it was like $1,200 or something like that. And then I learned the power of click and lead generators, or click funnels and landing pages. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I made a click funnel and I made a landing page and I just pumped it. I pumped it. I yeah. pumped it. And I made $37,000 the next day in one day. It was the most day, most ever made in one day. Um, It was the first that I ever did. And it was only off an ebook That was Um, 1999. But I had the reach that. And that's when I was like, oh my God, that's how powerful social media is. So if you have a product that you're selling for, I was selling mine for 1999. You can reach the fucking world. That's what you need to comprehend. Like you're not just limited to Canada or or one city in the United States. Like you have the power to reach the whole world. And if people, if you add value and people get behind you, You can, you can make, there's, it's very profitable.
0: I love that. So do you mostly focus on organic sales through social media or mostly paid ads?
1: Um, uh, both like, because I have a bigger social media following, I can rely more on organic and stuff like that, which I I do, but I also obviously invest in like Facebook ads and, and ad spend and stuff like that. Um, whether, whether it be a product that I'm uh, selling or a service that I'm selling. So, um, it all depends on like what your business is and understanding your market and, yeah. and where the best financial investment is for like organic or, or paid.
0: Yeah. What have you learned from doing organic or paid traffic? Um,
1: in what sense? Like what, what do you mean? What have in I learned? What like,
0: I feel like so many people listening to this are interested in doing paid traffic or growing their, their social media through organic traffic. What have you learned from that?
1: So probably the biggest thing I didn't personally like learn it the hard way myself, but um, Mm -hmm. with my marketing company, I hear a lot of, uh, a lot of times people just, I always say like throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks because they just throw a bunch of money at a company to, for Facebook ads or whatever it may be. But the the company that they're paying, you need to understand that like you, yes, you can earn a large ROI or return on investment Mm -hmm. from paid ads. But you need to understand where you're investing those paid ads. So you just throwing money at somebody to to do paid ads, say for Facebook ads, like you have to have your demographic and who your, your ideal client is. You need to understand these analytics yes. in order to maximize your ROI. So a lot of times, like I'll hear a lot of people that are like, well, I paid $20,000 for an um, ad spend and we saw $1,000 back. I'm like, well, that's because you – didn't hit your demographic and you weren't yeah. following the proper analytics to So it's just, it's like, and luckily I didn't learn that the hard way myself because I was kind of uh, aware of that going into when I yeah. did start getting into ad spend. So understanding who your demographic is, your niche market, like where your ideal clients are, like their age, whatever it may be, your their, their sex. Um, and just, really doing your research on what you're investing your money in. Don't just throw a bunch of money at ad spend and be like, all right, well, I'm going to get a bunch of sales back and profit back. It doesn't work that way. You can lose a lot of fucking money really quick. So just doing your own due diligence, I would say, and trusting somebody that has, um, if you're going to hire a company, um, somebody that has a track record of, of knowing their shit.
0: I love that. And one of the things I always say is, test different ads so if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're scaling yes. a product or um a course or a coaching program test three different ads so create three different videos or three, create three different flyers with text on them and throw like a hundred or 200 bucks to each one and then figure out which one converts the best and then from there start experimenting with your target demographic because one of the reasons why I think people think that paid ads don't work, which they do, they clearly do, uh, is, is because their ad isn't correct. Yeah. You know, it, it, it boils down to two things. How does your ad look? How is the clickbait title, um, the photo or the video? What are the visuals? What is the copywriting? What is your funnel? What, is, what are you, and then what, what are you actually offering? Like, is it worth the price that you are charging? Are you having a mastermind that's at $100,000 that's only worth 100, $100, you know what I mean? So what is the value exchange? Like what is the actual ad? And then what is the product that you're selling? Is it something that people need? And then the last component is, can you back it up? Are you able to actually provide value? Once people pay you with their visa, are you going to be in integrity and really be able to provide a quality service or a value exchange for what people paid? But um, yeah, you've got got to test the different ads. You have to make sure that you really know your target demographic. I love that you speak about that because I feel like one of people's, especially coaches', biggest problems is they don't know their target demographic. So they're speaking, and and like you said, they're throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks, is they're trying to speak to everyone and being like, I'm a life coach, I'm a coach, and I can help everybody. And it's like, but you look ridiculous, because it's not it's not true. Like I niche down, like I specifically help coaches and entrepreneurs grow their online business. And then I also help people with mindset, overcoming challenges, overcoming hurdles to step into their power and their greatness. So I have two different brands essentially, but I'm very clear on my target demographic to each one. So I speak to them in their language because I've been both of them, but it's like, you have to niche down and understand your target demographic because so many people just, they want to, they want to, they're so desperate for clients that they're just like throwing it out there and they're not getting clients and then they're frustrated and you mentioned the word niche how how do people niche down like how were you able to do that
1: and well just like you were saying you need to get clear on what you what your product is what your service is like for you 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 know exactly what it is and when people see say it's an ad or even go to your instagram page they can see it in your bio they're like oh okay this is what britney does and like they Mm -hmm. understand it like it's not like okay like well what does this person do like maybe i'm not the right person for it and if like social media i always relate social media to like being a goldfish people want like people's interest they lose their interest in like three seconds like their memory's gone so like you have to be super direct you have to be very clear and concise as what your product is what your service is and you need to make you need to eliminate steps like so whether it be like click the link of my Instagram bio. Once they click that link, it goes straight to it like a video and the video tells them exactly what it is and what the service is. like the more steps you have, you're going to lose people. You're going to have a fall off. rate. Right? So, yes. and like going back to what you're saying, uh, definitely, definitely test out different, multiple different marketing like strategies. Like you're saying, whether it be, um, your clickbait or like your, your slogan or your, um, your call to action, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. like different colors or whatever. Um, I just shot a, a click funnel video, um, for the legal space. And I knew that male lawyers would listen to me and female lawyers would listen better to my partner Daria, who is a female. So we shot two different videos. She shot Mm -hmm. one and we, we, we email blasted that out to female lawyers. And then I, my videos went to the male lawyers just because we, we understand that that lawyers are kind of old school and stuff like that in that manner for the most part. And like, men will listen to men and females will relate more with females which is very common like Mm -hmm. that's why say like I don't know Paige Hathaway has such a huge following she has a well there's a lot of creepy guys that follow her too but I would imagine most of her business comes from females that relate to her and Mm -hmm. same with me like I have a lot of males for my personal training that relate to me I get I get a lot of females and stuff too but like for the most part I would say it's majority males and like that's good. Like you need to understand what your demographic is and like who your ideal client is. So if you're selling, I don't know, soap or something or candles. We use candles. Your fucking demographic's not gonna be men. Nope. So you should probably <laughs> not try to sell I didn't know this. I didn't know that candles can be like a hundred and fifty dollars for a candle. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, you're not gonna sell a hundred and fifty dollar candle to a man. Like you're just no. not gonna, he's not gonna buy it unless it's very rare that he buys it for his wife or something. Yeah. So you would it would behoove you to speak to females. So it's, it's so important to know your niche and who your ideal client is. So yeah, if you're going to start a business, sit down, like understand your state, which is your state of mind and like yeah. what's driving you to do this. Understand who is your ideal client and why you want to sell. Like why would they need this service? Yeah. And then from there you can formulate things like marketing strategies and stuff. Yeah, so important to understand that. And a lot of people just like, they have an idea in their head and they're just blindly going, they're like, I'm going to do this. And like, well, you need to have a strategy in order mm-hmm. to be successful with that idea. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I wanted to ask you a question that it's my own personal curiosity. Um, you talked about how you, you speak to oil uh, lawyers and they're a little bit more old school. Do you ever find that you get judged based on your looks?
1: <sighs> with them?
0: <laughs> Anyone, yeah. social media, oh, oh, yeah. oh, all
1: specifically, the all the time. Then, I would say like, um, not so much if I'm doing business because people are like they're more so focused on the uh, like the product and the value that I can provide them. But if like, uh, yeah, if I'm like say gonna speak to um, uh, like a girl or something or reach out, they're they're probably just gonna look at me and be like, oh, this guy's just a meathead. He's he's a dummy. Yeah. So um, that's generally my uh, my stereotype that I get, which it is what it is. There's nothing I can do that that can change that. I can just always be who I am and share my value and and own who I am. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you get it all the time too. You probably just get that you're a beautiful woman and you're an airhead or something like that, and they don't understand that you're a fucking boss and you work your ass off. So um, yeah, it like, but I I, don't, I feel like it doesn't. Um, like it doesn't hinder anything. Like at the end of the day, yeah. like if somebody's gonna judge you and they don't want to like align with you, that's like that's somebody you don't want to be with, anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And um, it's it's all about just being yourself. And and you talked about it before is just owning your unique voice. And I think that's so important. Why do you think people are scared to own their unique voice?
1: People are scared to be open and vulnerable because once you open up and you become vulnerable, you become susceptible to being hurt or um, having somebody judge you and people don't like that. But like I was saying, the more you do that, the more you become callous to not caring what other people like think or say, like, and that's why it's so important to, to be vulnerable, be open. Like, like I was saying, go first, because the more you do it and the more like, yeah, you're all you're never gonna please everybody and yes you're gonna get people that are like oh this is fucking stupid or like they'll give you their their two cents or whatever but like don't let that affect you in any way going back to the emotional energy why would you invest any emotional energy into what a stranger on the internet who you don't even know who probably has a private page um is saying so like it's just yeah. it's ludicrous that like if somebody came up to you and they're like Oh hey, uh, my friend's cousin that's from Mississippi told me that you're stupid. Would you be like, oh okay, like I don't fucking care. It's no different than like if some stranger in I don't know friggin' Europe tells you that your idea is dumb or they don't they don't agree with your thought process. Okay, cool. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Carry on with your day. Like mm-hmm. you just need to get past that.
0: Well, I liked what you said. It's it's building that callous muscle. And I think that yeah. I used to be so concerned about what people thought of me. And now I just am so comfortable being myself. And I really truly understand that if people don't like me, they're a loss. And yeah. before it used to be like, oh, I want everyone to like me. I want to please everyone. And the second that I stepped into my own power to be like, you know what, this is who I am. And if you don't like me great 7.5 billion people on this planet yeah. and I do not need to appease every one of them
1: I don't yeah absolutely and like, I- I'm always forever grateful that like um I got like I, I had like a tougher childhood like when I was sharing with my brain injury and stuff like I got made fun of a lot because like when I got into high school like I was the weird kid that if I just wanted to run with my arms behind my back, I'd go run down the hallways I and not give a fuck what either, anybody else thought. And like, yeah. It was always just like, why is he doing that? I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like doing it. Yeah. So, like, that kind of transpired into, like, so I was able to kind of callous my mind when I was younger, which wow. I'm very grateful for. But if you're somebody that hasn't done that, start today. Just fucking be yourself. Yeah. Do whatever makes you happy. And who cares what other people think? As long as it's not affecting anybody else. Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm not course, saying go out and like – kidnap puppies or something like that but <laughs> well but actually like... no
0: please do and then drop them off at my doorstep i will send my address hit me up in the dm i'm gonna send you my address and you're gonna go kidnap those puppies and drop them off Just kidding. no i can believe yeah. you know um yeah it's 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 yeah it's, it's it's being able to distance yourself from things that don't make you feel good and yeah. I don't like, I don't, I, I, I think this is the same for you is, is only keeping cheerleaders in your life. Like keeping yeah. people around you that lift you up because we live in a world where there's so many messed up people. Like so many people deal with jealousy and insecurities and their own shit. They're in their own self-sabotage. And so anyone that's doing anything or moving and shaking, um, is going to have resistance and so when you are able to comfortably and confidently step into your own power and build that that callous mindset where you stop caring about what people think and start basing your perception of yourself on what you believe because this is why I think this, the, one of the biggest things that holds people back is fear of what other people will think, fear of judgment and, 100%. and fear. Of, of people not liking them. Like nobody fears being liked. Like nobody yeah. goes up on stage or wants to post on social media or wants to, you know, reach out to people to get clients. And they're like, I'm really scared that people are going to like me and hire me. It's I'm really yeah. scared of rejection. I'm really scared of yeah. what people are going to think in a negative context. And so when you're able to not allow those people to affect you and, and truly get your self-worth from internally, what you believe, you step into your power, which you 've done so articulate and so gracefully to be able to show up and just speak your truth and that 's one of the the greatest things is I think that you 're able to show up and speak your truth, and that 's what really gets people behind you is that authentic confidence and that authentic capacity to to own your greatness and own your power and just you know, be like, fuck what people think. And so do you experience a lot of haters? Or do you have any um, circumstances where where people have said things to you?
1: I feel like um, I used to when I first started doing what I'm when -hmm. I just first started posting whatever the hell I wanted to on social media. But I think that it's like, people just like, know that like, that's who I am now. So like, I don't get much like, it's very rare. Like if I make a post and it gets 500 comments, I would say like two of them maybe are like people that are like, this is dumb or that's stupid. And I'm like, Oh, okay, whatever. But like, yeah. I feel like I, I got it more when I was first starting to be like, be open and vulnerable and sharing stuff like that, which, which was kind of more difficult, obviously, because it was new to me. And I was, I was mm-hmm. testing the waters type thing. And, but like, yeah, no, like, like, I, that's just who I am. So like people like, and I feel like people see that in the comments. So if you're gonna write a shitty comment, you you probably see eighty other comments that are like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Like this totally resonates with me, and that makes people think twice about like being that one person out of the crowd. Yeah, I think that might kind of be the psychology of it. Um, but yeah, like I don't get much. Uh, I don't get much hate, and like even if I do, I just fucking block them or I delete them or right. whatever. Or I'm like, or yeah, or I'm like, hey, you're entitled to your own opinion. Cool. Like, right.
0: And one of the things that I think the reason, um, and I'm so happy you shared that, um, as we're wrapping up is you used to get more pushback when you broke off into this, into, into your, into yourself, you, you, you shed like a caterpillar and you just like broke into becoming that butterfly. I know it's a crazy analogy, but you really started to embrace who you are and grow into, uh, who you were meant to become. And I agree with you when I branched off, and, and that's, the, that's the hardest part. The initial part is the hardest part. When I went from having my jewelry company to becoming a full-time coach, I had so much pushback in the beginning because people, and this was what it boiled down to, and I want the audience to really understand this because I feel like so many of them want to break off into coaching and it, it's, it's important to understand this is when you first start, you will get pushed back. So we're not going to sit here and bullshit you and be like, it's all, it's all oh, yeah. done. It's all fancy roses and sunshines. Um, is when you first start, you will get that pushback. But once you're at it for a while, and once you create that new identity, then it becomes easier because all the people that don't resonate with that message, that aren't positive, when you're putting positivity out there and they're resisting it because they have their own shit, they're they're very negative people, then you're going to get rid of those people. Those people are going to unfollow you. You're going to start rejecting those types of people that are the naysayers, that are the critics, that are literally just unhappy with themselves. So all they do is, is bestow this, this negative energy on other people. But what's important is as you grow into your, who you were meant to be, you're going to start attracting like-minded people. And you're going to start to feel so much more comfortable to be yourself and so much more confident to be yourself and use your voice because everybody around you, like these kind of conversations, like I used to be terrified to have. Like, do you remember when you were first starting out and you want to talk about like consciousness and mindset and productivity and all this stuff and, and it was kind of uh, coined as woo woo. And now it's like, these are, these are the only conversations we have. So it's not, it's not anything different, but when you're first starting out, it just seems very intimidating. So for anyone that needed to hear this message, just stick with it because what Colin said was right. When you first start off, you're going to get that pushback. And as you grow, you're going to start attracting the same type of mindsets and the same type of people around you and business and friendships and everything so that you can, you can just be comfortable being yourself. And so stick with it and don't get deterred from that. Um, and what do, you, what do you think? Like, Was that something similar that happened to you as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you're always like, yeah, I agree 100% with what you're saying. You're always going to have that pushback and it's because it's, it's something new. People are like, oh, like what are they doing now? Like that's not who they are because they have that, this perception of your identity and like now you're adding more value or you're changing that. So people, yeah, you'll get that pushback more like when you're, when you're first starting, but just keep going and like you're going to callous your mind. You're going to keep growing. And as long as you're adding value and you know you're going down the right path or whatever your brand or your image may be, it doesn't matter like you're going to, it's going to be best for you. So just keep, keep grinding, keep pushing and keep posting, doing whatever you want.
0: I love that. What a perfect way to end this podcast. Is there anything that we missed? Is there anything you want to talk about? Was there anything you want to add as we wrap up?
1: No. And yeah, just thank you very much for having me uh, on your podcast. There's somebody that I have a lot of respect for their love. So um, thank you very much for having me on the podcast.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time and uh, I'm super, super excited to launch this podcast. And yes. how can people find you? How can people hire you? What is it that you are creating in the world? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, you, you can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, YouTube or whatever you want to search, just put in Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N and then Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H underscore main, M-A-Y-N-E uh, for Instagram. But, um, yeah, we're launching our business coaching in September 1st. We got our launch, so we're bringing on a bunch. We're doing a webinar this Sunday, like this coming Sunday, the 20 – well, I I don't know what it is. Anyways, this coming Sunday. So, um, yeah, that'll be good. And then um, if you guys have any questions, you can always reach out. I'll always do my best to answer questions in my DM. And if I don't have the best answer, I will do my best to find the correct answer because that's how I learn and grow as well. So,
0: That's awesome. And guys, make sure you take a screenshot and throw it up on your IG and tag us. And I think that Colin agreed to share it. I'm going to share it as well. Yes. yes. So my Instagram is at Brittany Michael Chuck, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. So feel free to throw it up there. Say a little comment. Please rate and review this podcast, you guys. The way that we grow and the way that we get ranked higher on the podcasting platform is by specifically rating and reviews. So please rate and review this podcast. It would mean the absolute world to me. I love being able to provide this content to you for free and organize all my amazing friends and contacts and spend a lot of time doing this. All I ask in return is please rate and review this podcast. It takes three seconds and it would be so greatly appreciated. So thank you, Colin, so much for your time. So honored and blessed to have you here. And I'm super excited for your move to the U.S. I'm going to be following you and cheering you on. And uh, yeah, we will be in touch.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, love.
0: Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed your daily dose of vitamin B. Now, if you are a real action taker who can benefit from high-performance coaching, I have something just for you. A customized, high-impact, result-based coaching program helping you hit your goals as quickly and effectively as possible. Now, here's the deal. This personalized coaching program is for top performers and spots are very limited. But if you're listening to this podcast, it means there still might be a few spots available. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up Instagram, find me at Brittany Michael Chuck, that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K, send me a direct message with why you feel you would be a great candidate for my peak performance coaching program. Because together with you, I want to help eliminate negative thought patterns, establish a stronger foundation in critical areas of your life, maximize your strengths, and start achieving record-breaking results nothing brings me more joy than teaching you how to control your mind, optimize your performance, and get better results in every area of your life. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay tuned for your daily dose of vitamin B.